0: All right, all right, all right. This is Watchman on the Wall. This is End Time Radio Ministry. This is Elder G. Bizarre coming to you, coming to you, coming to you out of Warren, Ohio. Going on down there in what Atlanta, Georgia, and then we're going over to Lubbock, Texas. My uh, my um, my assistant will be with me tonight. <clears throat> it's his birthday. He's 51 years old, giving honor to uh, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and giving respect to uh, Timothy Jackson over there in Lubbock, Texas. want to let him know happy birthday. Relax tonight. Amen. Think on the goodness of the Lord and listen in on Watchman on the Wall. End time, end time. We're living in the end time. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. This is Elder Bazard coming to you, telling you about the word of the living God, God all by Himself, the Almighty, the everlasting Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So glad to be with you. We're going to talk about the end time because we are living in the end time. We're going to talk about the cross. Most specifically, the cross is the amen, centerful of the gospel. Without the blood of Jesus Christ, without Christ dying for our sins, without God loving the world so much that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the number one criteria today. Do you know Christ? Do you know Jesus Christ? I'm not talking about head knowledge. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about theology. I'm not talking about biology or sociology and any kind of knowledge. I'm talking about salvation, delivered from sin, saved from the pits of hell, because just one priority, that Jesus came and died for your sin. Number one, to save you from hell, to save you from hell, H-E-L-L. Jesus Christ came to die on Calvary's cross, and he went to hell. He went to hell. He preached to those in prison, and on the third day he got up. In other words, he paid the penalty for sin. Death, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There is no God, there is no other God but God. There is no other deity, there is no other way that a man can be saved but by the blood of Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the only man that ever was born, and he wasn't just a man, he was man and God. He was God in man. He was the creator. He is the maker. He is the redeemer. He is the help in the time of trouble. He's my day spring from on high. He's my hope. He's my joy. He's everything. Why? Because he is the pole of creation. In the beginning, God created. He spoke it to into existence. And ever since then, Amen. The world has been brought forth out of nothing, and God made it, and there's no such thing as evolution. There's no such thing as Big Bang Theory. There's no no such thing as reincarnation. Uh, uh, You die, you come back some other. No. There's only one way. If you miss this way, there's no other way you can go. Jesus Christ said he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father but by him. He said he is the good shepherd. He is the bread of heaven. So glad to be with you. Amen. Before we get into the word, before we get into the word of God, that's where I'm coming from, let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We ask you right now, use my lips of clay that I may break the word of life. There's somebody, somebody out there may come to the knowledge of your salvation. And your salvation can only come by blood. If there's no blood, there's no salvation. Ooh, my God. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your shed blood on Calvary's cross because we know who blood that was. That was God's blood. That was God's blood. His blood was Separated from sin. His blood got power to save man from sin. His blood is the only blood that can bring redemption to the world. And the world is saying that they have other ways of trying to get to you, but there's no other way that man can get to you but by your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for it, Lord. We ask you, let the Holy Scriptures walk out. Let it come to people's mind and their spirit and their soul to recognize that time is short, the day is far spent and that we're here for one reason, and that is to tell people about the blood of Christ, his suffering, his second coming, and his setting up for the millennial kingdom and Armageddon, Ooh, and the rapture. We ask you right now, use me through your word and only through your word to break the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeah, this is Elder G. Bazaar. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Watchman on the Wall. End-time global ministry coming to you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing but the Holy Spirit. I can't make up this stuff. I can't even think, ooh, I can't even think without it. I got to have God's word to break into you what is getting ready to happen to this planet. This planet is getting ready to be renovated. In other words, it's getting ready to be cleansed. It's getting ready to be made new. It's getting ready to establish an everlasting kingdom, a kingdom that God will rule, a kingdom that will never cease to be, a kingdom that will never fall, a kingdom that Jesus Christ will rule the world. Amen. During the time of the great millennium, because we know right now Jesus Christ, Amen. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, but you know who's got control of this world right now? Satan. Satan has control of the people's mind, the people's heart, the people's thoughts, the people's way. He has control of humanity, and God is using what? He is using his power amen, through the blood of Jesus Christ to save as many as want to be saved, because the only way you're going to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ, and you're going to have to want to be saved, sanctified, glorified, justified through the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for listening in, and if you got any friends, if you got any enemies, you tell them, amen, the time is late, the day is far spent, and the sun is going down. We thank you right now, In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. All right, here we go. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you. Amen. In the power of the Holy Ghost through Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We know one thing about it. Without a shadow of a doubt, we're living in the end times. The end times, the end times, the end times represent the return, the return of Jesus Christ to this earth. He came the first time to die. That's one reason he came. He came to die. For what? For the sins of mankind. That's the main reason Christ came. To die for the sins of man. To die for your sins, my sins, your mama, your daddy, your sister on Calvary's cross. The cross is the key way and the only way man can return back to God through reconciliation to God through Jesus Christ. Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. When he died, when Christ died, now listen to this, when Christ died, He did not die for himself. He didn't die for himself. He didn't die for the angels. He didn't die for the cherubims. He didn't die for Lucifer. He didn't die for nobody else, nobody else on this planet that Christ died for but the human race. And the human race is why Christ came down here 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ was born in the manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, and guess what? When he came, he came as God, man. He came to the earth, God himself in man, and the man is Jesus Christ. Well, who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is God Almighty. Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh. He became a man. In order to him to become a man and to become a human being, he had to have a blood system. And that blood system was not born by man. It, wasn't, it didn't come into existence by man because man is a sinful creature. Man sinned at the beginning, and ever since Adam and Eve disobeyed God, man has been sinning. And Jesus Christ came to stop man from sinning and save his what? Soul, his spirit, his very being. He'd come to take his place. Man didn't have nobody to take his place on Calvary. Nobody could take the place of Jesus Christ. No man could die on his own and resurrect on his own for his own sin because he was a sinful creature. And sin, there is no power. The only power that sin has is destruction, 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 destruction. Sin destroys. And since sin destroys, it has no power to understand what righteousness is all about. Righteousness comes only from Jesus Christ. He was the righteous branch. He was a sinless man, God in man, and he paid the price on Calvary. A-B-C, simplicity. When Jesus Christ bowed his head on Calvary's cross, he said, it is finished. It's done. You can't add nothing to it. You can't take nothing out of it. It's the only way that a man can have a divine, spiritual, sanctified, justified relationship with God Almighty, he has to come by his son, and his son is himself, and he made the sacrifice himself on Calvary's cross through humanity and becoming a man and paying the penalty. Because when he died, he went right straight to hell. He went to hell. And when he went to hell, he stayed in hell for three days and three nights. And he preached in hell. He went through the corridors of hell. He preached to those in prison. He preached to wicked spirits and told them, I come to show you that. He has all power in heaven and earth in his hand. He come to show them they have been defeated. The devil has been defeated. Lucifer has been defeated. Why? Because their justice required somebody to die for the sins of man, and Jesus Christ was the only man that was able ooh, to die He was the only man that had power enough to lay down his life and had power enough to pick it up again. And Jesus Christ said, I received this of my father. Ooh, the world didn't take his life. Jesus Christ gave his life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is what I want to emphasize on. It's not how good you are. It's not how sweet you are. It's not how much you go to church. It's not how much you pay your tithe and offer. It's not how much you sing a good song, a good a gospel song. It's not how much you wash and bathe and, bath and, and cleanse yourself up uh, uh, physically. You cannot cleanse yourself up. Spiritually, you might clean yourself up a little physically and clean yourself. You know, take bath, brush your teeth and everything. That, 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 that's kind of clean, but it ain't clean enough because in the flesh ain't nothing good. Ain't nothing good. Ain't nothing good. Ain't nothing good in the flesh. The flesh is wicked. The flesh is selfish. The flesh is lie. All that's in the flesh. And Jesus Christ didn't come to save the flesh. He come to save the soul that who that's body with a carnal body. You are in a house, and that house is corrupt. And the only way that you can have victory over that corner nature over, the, over the, the, the spirit of Satan and over the world is you must have the power of the Holy Ghost in your life to overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil because that's the only enemy that you have that's trying to defeat you from your purpose of living for Jesus Christ. And if you want to live for Jesus Christ, you can't live it on your own. You've got to have the love of God through the Holy Ghost by the shed blood of Jesus Christ walking in you, talking in you sleeping in you, ooh, you got to have it on the inside and not the outside. You got to know Jesus Christ personally for yourself. And it ain't what you know, it's who you know. And if you know all the scriptures in the Bible, and you can quote them backward and forward, if you can pray every day, you can shout every hour, you can sing a good song every every minute. But if you don't know the man who died on Calvary, they did a cold-blooded murder. They murdered him in the open. They murdered him until the whole angelic beings in heaven and in hell seen humanity murder a man without a cause. And by that, he said, I am going to do this, the save man from hell. That's what it is, save man from hell so that man can live with him forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and and more ever after ever because ever will never run out. So God said, I'm going to get me a nation, I'm going to get me a people that I am going to redeem, and when I redeem, I'm redeeming because I cannot stand sin. God cannot stand sin. He hates sin. So he's going to wipe it out of the souls of men. Wipe it out. Eliminate it. And the only thing that can eliminate sin is the righteous power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because when Jesus Christ came back from the grave, he said, I got all power in heaven and in earth in his hand. There was not going to be no excuses. You hear what I'm saying? There ain't going to be no excuse for nobody. Standing before the judgment seat of Christ or standing before the great white throne. Because there's two judgments. The judgments of the saints and the judgment of the wicked. The judgment of the saints will occur. Listen to me now. The judgment of the wicked will occur at the great white throne. But the judgment of the church, judge at the judgment seat of Christ, after what rapture? After the rapture, the church, the church will go home. All born-again believers. You hear what I say? I didn't say church members. I didn't say Baptist. I didn't say Presbyterian. I didn't say no denomination. All the saints of God that have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, from around the global world, from around the world, from, from the east to the west and the west to the north and south to the north, it will be a time like never before because every born-again, blood-washed saint that's going to be caught up in the rapture will be caught up in the rapture because they have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And when the trumpet blow, the judgment seat of Christ will take place in the heavenlies, in the heavenlies. In other words, it would be on the outskirts of the heavenly host. It would be in the third heaven, but on the outskirts of the third heaven. Now I know you might not understand what I'm trying to tell you, because when Christ comes back, He's going to descend from heaven. The Bible says, and He will descend from heaven with the what? A shout! A shout! An awesome shout! And then He says, the dead in Christ shall rise. And those that died in Christ. And to die in Christ means that you died with Christ living in you through the Holy Spirit. And when the trumpets blow, the dead, the dead. Not really, you know. You know the old saints used to say, when you die as a saint, you just sleeping. You just sleeping for a little bit. And that's true. You sleeping. Your body is asleep. But when the trump blow, the dead in Christ, no denomination, no occult, no non-believer, will hear the trumpet. If they do hear the trumpet, it won't mean nothing to them because, number one, in order to hear the trumpet and be caught up in the middle of the air to meet the Lord in the middle of the air, you will have to know who Jesus Christ is and not by head knowledge. You've got to know him by spirit. And the Spirit can only that is the only way that you can know Jesus Christ. Because when the Spirit comes in, you become a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, everything becomes new. You are now sealed with the Spirit until the day of redemption. Now you are a child of God. Now you've been born again. Now you've been sanctified. You've been justified. You've been edified. You've been certified. You are a child of God. You have had a changed life. You have passed from death to life why because you love the brothers the black brothers the white brothers the Chinese the Jews you love everybody why because Jesus Christ loved everybody and that same love that Christ has guess what is in you and if it's in you you're gonna love you're gonna love you're gonna I know what I'm talking about you're gonna love folks. I don't care how they look. I don't, how, I don't care how thick their lips look or how their eyes look. I don't care. Why? Because every soul belongs to the Lord. Every soul, whether you save or not, it belongs to the Lord. But really, to belong to the Lord, you must be born again. So when Christ came, he just didn't come to feed 5,000. He just didn't come to cast out devils. He just, he come to, those was minor. That was a minor job that he had power because he was Jesus Christ. He was God Almighty and he could do anything. But the main reason, don't you forget this. The main reason Christ came is to save your soul from hell. That's it. To save your soul from hell. Now you have a choice. You have a choice to go to heaven or you got a choice to go to hell. You make the choice. If you reject Jesus Christ on this planet, if you live 50, 60, 70, 80 years or 90 years, if you live 20 years, if you live 30 years, if you live that long, and you never accepted Christ as your personal Savior. You never repented of your sin. You never came to Christ and repented of your wrongdoing. Why? Because you're a sinner. You're born wrong. You think wrong. You look wrong. Guess why? Because you are born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And that was caused by the deception that occurred in the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, and ate the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. God had already told him, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. You had a choice. If you eat it, you're going to die. Not physical death, but spiritual death. And spiritual death means sin entered the world. Satan took over humanity. And ever since then, Satan has been rampaging the human race. He's been killing and murdering and raping. He's been lying, cheating, and backbiting. He's been building kingdoms up on the planet, and every kingdom that he built has failed. And the reason why, because this kingdom, this kingdom that he's building is not stable. This kingdom is not righteous. This kingdom is not nothing to do with God, because God got his own personal kingdom. And the only way that you can come into the kingdom is through Jesus Christ. You can't get in there by the Catholics, Presbyterian, Lutherans, or uh, uh, or any other form of religions and occults, you can't get in. Ain't no getting in. I don't. I can't go through all the occults because there's too many. There's about three thousand different kinds of religion worldwide. Three thousand different ways man have tried to contribute to get to God and please God. But there's no such thing as religion getting you to heaven. Religion ain't gonna get you to heaven. It's gonna take a relationship. A relationship. You're gonna to have to be washed from your sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. No washing, you won't get in. But the judgment that I want to get to is the judgment of the saints. The judgment of the saints is just round the corner. Jesus Christ is getting ready to almost. Ooh, we almost ready to rapture the church and folks are fussing about the rapture they don't like to talk about it they oh they've been talking about that for 2,000 years and it just didn't come on the scene and the first rapture is found in the Old Testament and if I want to go back a little further uh, Moses on top of Mount Sinai God brought him into heaven and showed him how to build a tabernacle but but one of the most Uh, a type and shadow of the rapture would occur is Enoch in the book of Genesis. Enoch was and he was not, and God took him. That was the first sign of an early rapture. That was a dry run of the ultimate rapture, which will happen very soon. That's going to happen as the rapture of the church, the body of Christ, the firstborn of them that slept. Those have got saved. In every nation, every of every nationality, amen. God got people everywhere, over 7.8 billion people on the planet. And let me tell you, God is saving somebody every day. You might not hear of it. You might not feel it. You might not see it. But God is saving and saving and saving and saving and saving. He's saving anybody that wants to come to him and repent of their sins. That's the church that's going to be raptured up pretty soon. And by being raptured up, all born again believers will stand, they will stand at the judgment seat of Christ. And when they stand there, they will be judged for what? Their works. The work that they've done for the Lord while they were here on earth, and that work will be those that done works through Christ, those that done works through their own self, because there's two kinds of works. There's works of the flesh, and there's works of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit represent gold, silver, and brass. The works of the flesh re- represent wood, hay, and stubble. So the Christian, when they are raptured up in the rapture, they're going for the judgment for their works, not for their salvation because you cannot work for your salvation your salvation is free absolutely free f r e e and you can put some more e's on it it's free you don't deserve it but god loves you so much because of what satan done to humanity to try to condemn and damn the whole human race god loved the human race so much that he made preservation and made way made a way that you can escape the damnations of hell, and that is Christ died, rose again on the third day. Now he sits on the right-hand side of authority, and he's making indecisions for you and I that one day when the trumpets blow, he will captivate the church out of here. He will rapture the church out of here. And guess what? After the rapture of the church, there will be a what? Seven-year... Tribulation period. The seven year tribulation period cannot start until the rapture occurs. When the rapture occurs, there's gonna be a vacant spot in the human race where many people will be missing from the planet Earth. And it will call a chaos. It will call a dilemma. It will call a it's gonna call a rat race. And that vacuum will be filled with what? Be filled with a false Christ, which is called the Antichrist. The Antichrist is now on earth. He's alive. He's alive. You're like, oh, my God. He's alive because the Bible says he's alive. And later on in the the program, I'm going to show you where, amen, he's coming from. I'm going to show you what country he is. I'm going to show you what Daniel spoke of him. I'm going to show you everything in here. So you better be listening very carefully because you're not going to get this in the church. The church preachers are not preaching this. Some are. Some pastors are preaching this, but very few are preaching the great return of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They're preaching motivation speeches. They're having good Good time. They're they're celebrating everything but the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they're not telling people the only way you can get to heaven is through Christ. Ooh. Ooh. You ain't getting through there by shaking your preacher's hand. You ain't getting there by water baptism. Water baptism does not save you. Water bapt well, water baptism is a symbolic of the what? The burial, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when you repent, Amen. And God saves you. I tell you, the Holy Spirit will lead you to be baptized to represent and put on the badge of identity of the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you telling the world, I died to sin. I'm going down in the grave. I'm going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When I come up, I'm going to be resurrected. A new life. And that new life will be Jesus Christ. Now. I'm ready to go. Well, a lot of people ask the question, if you get saved and you die three days after you get saved and you don't be baptized, will you go to heaven? Absolutely yes. Yes. Because water does not save you. Water is a symbolic of a dry run and types of shadow of absolutely the burial, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The church is getting ready to be raptured up in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. The dead will what? Rise up out the grave, and I mean rise up, but they're gonna bust them graves wide open, every grave, every grave in the world. All those that were cremated, all those that were burned in fire, all those that suffered uh, a persecution in, in in the Old Testament. In the old ancient time, those that suffered in the medieval time, and those that suffered in the martyr time, if they've been cremated, that God is gonna reunite that body and give them a brand new spank and glorified body, just like His body is, and he's gonna, call, he's gonna catch those up in the air. And we that remain alive and have activity of our limbs, and that have been born again. We that are alive gonna be born, those that have been born again, those that are been sanctified, separated from sin. Your soul has been separated from sin by the blood of Christ, and you repenting of your sin. And you, when you repent, you turn away from sin. You hate sin. You, 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 uh, sin to you is grotesque. Sin to you is, 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 is the diabolical and devilish. And so you say, Lord, thank you for saving my soul by your blood. I cannot work on, I cannot sanctify myself. only way I can sanctify myself, if you want to call it that, amen, you've got to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life by the Holy Ghost through the blood. And when the blood comes in through the Holy Spirit, it sanctifies you. It sets you apart from sin. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. So you don't participate in all kind of old crooked stuff. You don't be going out committing fornication and drugs and on the street corner. You, you, you God brings you from that. And when he brings you from that, he saves your soul first, and then you start growing. And when you start growing, you come out from amongst that. He can save the whore Mongols, he can save the, the the prostitution, he can save, ooh, he can save the lesbianism, he can save the homosexual, he can save the incest, he can save anybody that wants to be saved from the damnation of sin. And let me tell you something. Sin is pleasurable. Sin is it's joyful. Sin is sweet until it gets a grip of your soul. And the more you sin, the more you disbelieve in God. But if you will turn from sin and confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. Yes, the rapture of the church is on the brinks. It's almost about to happen. We're living in that last hour, and it's so close that I can't explain to you how close it is but through the word of God. The word of God is right. The word of God is rightly divided that I won't have to be ashamed. I'm going to break it down for you as we get ready to get into this and let you know exactly where you're at in these last days. These last days are here. It's, a, it, it's, it's so close, man, I can see it. I can see it with my eyes. My spiritual eyes sees it, and I see it through the Word of God. I see it through the Word of God, not my me making up stuff or trying to play stuff. It's already written, and it's written basically in the Word of God, all the Word of God. It said, in the last day, there will perilous times shall come. Perilous times, difficult times, hard times, devastating times, times like never before. Perish time, men will become evil. Men will become more lovers of evil than they are good. They'll call good evil and, and, and evil good. They'll call they'll be backwards. They'll have it upside down. There'll be killings and murders and rapes. There'll be child pornography. There'll be child People selling the babies, people killing and raping and and, uh, abortion babies and using baby parts. Amen. Oh, my God. They're using baby parts to make money out of. They're doing all kinds of wicked inventions that's going across the face of the earth. And people are shooting and killing each other and raping each other. They're doing everything opposite of righteousness. And God is looking at it, and he's saying, as it was in the days of Noah. Listen to what I'm saying. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. Same way. Same attitude. Same thinking. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be just before the Son of Man comes. And buddy, if we ain't if we ain't living in it now, I don't know what we're living in. We're living in a garbage can. There's garbage out there in the world. There's garbage all through the world. There's garbage running up in the church. Church folks taking in garbage. Having, having, having a form of godless, but they ain't got no power. Jesus Christ said you ain't neither hot nor cold. You're lukewarm. I'm a, I'm a going to take you out of my mouth. You're making me sick. You're making me sick. You try to carry my name, but you're living like the devil. You're a hypocrite. You're backbiter, you're backstabber You're hallucinating Through Holy Spirit Witchcraft which is on the prowl Warlocks are on the prowl All kind of wicked deeds are being done Through the church and they call it church It's not church, there's two kind of churches On the face of the earth right now there's the, there's the Satan got a church And God's got a church You know what God's church is found? It's found in the second book of Acts Second chapter in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost. That's God's church. The people were filled with the Holy Ghost. And Satan's church is found in the book of Revelation at the 17th chapter, the woman of whom the scarlet beast, huh? with a name written over her forehead, Mother of Harlots. Satan said, I got my church, and my church produces wickedness. Jesus Christ said, I got my church, and it produces righteousness. He said, up on this rock, up on the revelation of Jesus Christ and who he was and what he did on Calvary's cross, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And guess what? Satan is trying to overthrow the church, but he can't do it. He lost. When Christ, I said when Christ got up out the grave, After three days in the bowels of the earth. And preached to those in prison. And set their captives free. Went down there in paradise. And pulled Abraham and Isaiah and Jeremiah. Pulled them out. Told them, come on up. He said, you can't get up until I get up. And after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, all those saints came up out the grave, and they didn't go back down into paradise. God ascended them and set the captive free and took them on to glory. When he took them to glory, he said, now when I come back, I'm coming back with you. But before I come back, I got to resurrect you at the rapture. And then those that remain alive, I'm going to catch them up in the air, and we're going to go to the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. That's the first judgment of the saints of God. Not saints, but saints, and the saints of God are those that are genuine, authentically been born again, and you got some weak saints, you got some hard-headed saints, you got some backsliding saints, you got some lazy saints, you got all kinds of saints, but as long as they have accepted Jesus Christ, they're still saints, but they still got to deal with sin, and that sin is of the flesh, of the world, and of the devil. So you got to have some growth in your experience with Jesus Christ. So when you get to heaven, you won't be condemned because of the blood of Jesus Christ. You will get your reward, and your rewards consist of, like I said, there's two ways you can get rewards, wood, hay, and stubble. That represents things that are done in the flesh as a Christian. And then you got gold, silver, and brass. That's the work that you've done as a saint of God in the spirit. And what you do in the spirit for Christ, I say it for Christ now. I didn't say it for yourself. If, you, if you're doing stuff for yourself and for your glory, it ain't going to count. Only thing, only thing, only thing, only thing gonna understand is what you do for Christ. And you can't do nothing for Christ until you accept his, what, salvation you got to accept Jesus Christ, because when Christ comes in through the Holy Spirit, by the blood, you are going to serve God in the spirit, because God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm not worshiping the Lord lying, backbiting, whoremongering. I'm not worshiping the Lord, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm not, I'm, I'm, hey, hey, you can't wish God half and half. But you got you got two masters. You can't serve both of them. Either you want you gonna serve one and hate the other, or you're gonna hate one and love the other. You cannot serve two masters. Either Jesus Christ is your master or the devil's your master. And if the devil is your master, most likely you ain't saved. you ain't saved not because you ain't saved because not because you ain't up to power. You're not saved because you haven't repented of your sins. You don't hate sin. You don't hate sin enough, amen, to tell God I want to get rid of this mess. All this shit, stuff that's bothers me, all this stuff that causes me to do when I don't want to do right, it, it comes around and, and, and causes me to do wrong. I want some power that can overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. Yeah. We're living in the last days, my friends. People don't go to church like they used to, the choir don't sing like they used to, the preachers don't sing like they used to, the people don't love like they used to. They don't do it no more. No. They want to condemn everybody else. They want to judge everybody else. You ain't got no business trying to judge somebody else. If you want to judge somebody, judge yourself. Quit looking at somebody else trying to condemn them. And the Bible says you're not condemned because you do a wrong thing. you condemn because you believe not on the Son of God. The world's going to be condemned because they won't believe on the Son of God. They won't get saved. And if you ain't saved and you die your sin, you condemn. Your soul is damned. You can't, you can't come back to life after you're dead. If you dead. If you die lost, you're going to stay lost through eternity. If you die saved, you're going to be saved to the end of time. Why? Because when Jesus Christ brought salvation, he brought it one time. He died one time. He rose from the dead one time. He dropped his head between the lock of the shoulder one time. He went down in the grave uh, three, three days and three nights one time. Got up on the third day the morning one time. Because one was sufficient enough to save your little soul. My little soul needs to be saved. You need to be saved tonight. You need to save tonight. Because one of these days, and it won't be long, you're going to look for me and I'll be gone. I'm going to heaven to sing a shout. Nobody there will be able to put me out. I'm not going on what you say. I'm going on what Jesus said. I'm going on what he said that's required of me to live with him forever. And to live with God forever, to live with his son, to walk on the streets of gold, you have to be sinless before you can get to heaven. How can I be sinless, preacher? I'm not talking about physical sins. I'm not talking about lust of the flesh and the pride. I'm talking about spiritual sin. And if you're walking in unbelief, you're a sinner. If you don't believe that Christ died and rose again, you're a sinner. I don't care if you say, I stop lying, I stop cheating, I stop back. That don't make you a saint. The only thing that makes you a saint is the precious blood of the Lamb. You become a saint of God, guess what? You cannot sin no more. Your soul cannot sin. Your spirit cannot sin. You are a sinless human being, yet still you have another nature, and that nature is a carnal nature, and is working against the spiritual nature to keep you from recognizing that salvation comes by faith, not by the works, not by works, not by good-looking, not by no money, not by your uh, prestige, but by the grace of God, he saved you to the utmost. In other words, he saved you for a revoir. Forever. You only could be born physically one time. You only could be born spiritually one time. There's no second birth. There's no third birth, I mean. There ain't no fifth birth. You can't get saved over and over and over and over and over and over. You get saved once because Christ died once. He came out of the grave one time. That was sufficient enough for you to repent of your sins and come to the Lord and Savior your Jesus Christ and quit trying to fool around with God's Plan and try to make another way Because whether you're Muslim Whether you're Baptist Whether you Presbyterian Whether you're Catholic Whether you're Seventh-day Adventist I don't care what the denomination says What I want to know And what the Bible want to know And what the Lord want to know Do you want my Savior Do you want my sacrifice Do you want what I've done On Calvary's cross for your sin If you want it, you got to come to me those that are heavy laden, and take my yoke upon thee, for I'm meek and my burden is light. Come to me. You got to come to Christ. The rapture of the church is around the bend. We know in the Bible, it tells you after the rapture, there is a seven-year judgment upon the world. A seven-year judgment called the seventh week, the seventh week of Daniel, spoken by Daniel the prophet. Daniel said, this is what Daniel said. I didn't say it. Daniel said there is a seventh week that's going to occur up on the planet just before Christ comes to earth. Because when he comes to get to church, he's not coming all the way down to earth. He's going to meet the Church in the air In the air We're going to meet him in We're going to meet Oh, uh, We're going to meet him In the air And why we meet him on the air In the air The world will be left in awe And They will have to go through a seven year Tribulation which is called Seven is week spoken by Daniel Prophet and at that time The Antichrist will rise, and he will say, peace, peace to the earth. I got the answer. Because man has been trying to find the answer for peace for the last 6,000 years. Man is trying to find peace. Well, there's no peace in man. There's no peace in airplanes. There's no peace in tanks and planes. There's no peace in uh, divorcement. There's no peace there. There's no... Why? Because, number one, man cannot find real peace until he finds Jesus Christ. He is the prince of peace. So the devil has an opportunity to rule the world. This is what's going to happen. Now, listen. He's going to rule the world for seven years, Seven years he will try to conquer the population to fall under his power. And this power is satanic power. And satanic power is never, never compared with God's power. God's power overshadows, overrules. Satan' power. The only way Satan is doing what he's doing is because man is taking his choice to serve the devil. If you take your choice to serve the devil and the Lord told you to come to him and you refuse it, then you're under the influence of Satan. And the world, the whole world is under the influence of Satan. But out of that, God is going to save those that will come to him and repent of their sins. And so the devil said, I got somebody for the world. I'm going to come in the, in the power of the mystery of Lucifer. He's going to come in his power. And he's going to tell the world through the Antichrist that he is Jesus Christ. And the Jews is waiting for him. The Jews are looking for him. The Jews are predicting that he will be here soon. Well, he is here. He is on the earth right now. And the book of Daniel tells me, like I told you, tells me exactly where he's coming from, how long he will rule, and what he will do after the rapture of the church. He will go out to conquer the conqueror. He is a white horse. Listen to me. He is a white horse in the book of Revelation at the sixth chapter. That is the Antichrist. That is the Antichrist. I'm going to just read a little bit out of that, if you don't mind. Uh, the Bible describes the Antichrist. We're just going to read in the book of Revelation at the sixth chapter to show you that this man is going to come. And when he comes, he's coming under deception. And deception is only way that Satan can deceive men by looking real pretty. And let's see what this horse looked like in the sixth chapter of Revelation. This is John on the island of Patmos. And he's on the island of Patmos in 95 A.D. He opens the first seal at the sixth chapter. At this time, at the sixth chapter, the church is not here you understand what I'm saying now the church is not here on the in the sixth chapter the church leaves in the fourth chapter of revelation this is fact now this this is no joke in the fourth chapter we read the catching up of the body of Christ and listen how it speaks this is John in the fourth chapter and then we're gonna get to the sixth chapter and tells you what happens after the fourth chapter, the rapture of the church. He said, after this, I look, and behold, a door opened in heaven. That door represents a portal that will open up. And the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet, a trumpet, a trumpet. Apostle Paul said, a trumpet shall blow. And he says, talking with me, which said, come, up hither come up hither represent rapture come up hither and i will show you things which must be hereafter here in that first verse it shows you the immediately rapture of the church because it says in the second verse and immediately i was in the spirit spirit of what spirit of what you in the spirit already But now it says in the spirit to be caught up. you got to be in the spirit. In other words, you must have a changed body from a physical body to a spiritual body so you can be caught up in the spirit, and there you can meet the Lord at the throne. At the throne in a what? A spiritual body just like Christ. Because in chapter, I think in Corinthians, it says uh, uh, we shall be changed in a moment. And the dead in Christ shall rise, and when he rises, we will have a brand new body, a body that does not have a blood system, a body that does not have flesh, a glorified body that's, whoo, unique. God will give us a brand new body. Now, that is when, that is when man becomes perfect. That is when man becomes perfect. When he gets that body, he will be perfect. He will be like Christ. For well, we shall be like Christ, and we shall see Him as He is. And Christ had a glorified body when He came out of the grave. He don't have. He don't have no blood system now. He don't have no heartbeat. Why? Because He's a spirit, and that. That spiritual body will be tangible. Hey, Amen. You can see it. You can walk with it. You can do things with it like you've never done before because it won't be, ooh, a physical body with heartbeat, with liver, or whatever. Hey, what, whatever you say uh, that you have now, it will be spiritual. Ooh, you'll be able to walk, talk, see. Oh, my God. How can that be? Nothing is impossible with God that's in his limit. What you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about God can't do everything. Oh, yes, he can. I know he can't. God can't lie. God cannot lie. God cannot turn back history and start all over again. Ooh, God cannot tolerate sin. God cannot do other things like we say he can do but he can heal. He can save. He can he can do anything but fail, but there's a limitation of what he can do. Why? Because he's God. He cannot make a mistake. He cannot stumble over the clouds. He cannot say something and something else happens. He cannot do that because he's perfect. And the only way that we can be perfect, like you want us to be perfect, is that when we get this new body, that it will be a brand new body. And it will never, it will never, it will never grow old. There ain't no more gray hair. There ain't no more bent over. There ain't no more uh, arthritis. There's, oh, my God, there's no more uh, losing your eyesight. There's no more hearing. Oh, my God, we'll have a body that will be ceaseless to get old. So this is at the ravage. Immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one set on the throne. When we get to heaven through the church, when we get to heaven through the blood, when we get to heaven through the resurrection, we will see God set on the throne. We will see the Son set on the throne. That's the judgment seat of Christ. That's when the church had for judgment. The fourth chapter of Revelation, that's what John is explaining to the church. This is what he's saying, the throne of God, the church, the body of Christ, will meet the Lord in the air, and there we will be judged for our works that we have done on earth. That is what? That's when the tribulation period will start on the earth. And when it starts on earth, in the sixth chapter of Revelation, we read this. After the books were opened and the seven seals were begin to be broken, the first seal was broken. This is what happened on earth now. And I saw a lamb open one of the seals. The lamb, Jesus Christ, opened the seal. And I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts, saying, Come and see. Hey, John, come on and see. This will follow the rapture of the church, but we aren't told exactly how long after the rapture the great tribulation will come. Come and see, says, it is destined and cannot be avoided. And when he opened that first seal, this is what happened on earth. I saw, behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Who is this? What is this? Where is it coming from? This is the Antichrist. He cannot come until the church has been removed. And he's riding a white horse. Oh, what beautiful horse that is. Oh, probably got white uniform on. Ooh, he looks gorgeous. And this here represents the proclaimed the Antichrist presenting himself to the world as the Prince of Peace. Mention no, no errors. He preaches peace. But in but it's preparing for war as a symbol of the bow. He got a bow in his hand, but he don't have no arrows. The bow represents war, but he don't have no arrows. So he comes on the peace platform and get the people fooled and believing that he is Jesus Christ, but he's preparing them for war. And then he says, and a crown was given him, and he went forth to conquer and to conquer. Well at the beginning he's riding on the white horse, he does not get him a crown. but what happens here? according to the scripture, after he gets the people to believe, especially the Jewish people, he will get the Jewish nation to believe that he is Jesus Christ, and the Jews will be deceived, and he's going to tell the Jews that they will have permission to build a temple, and the Jews love that. They'll love that. They'll fall in love with him in a split sucker. He said, go ahead and rebuild the temple. And as you rebuild the temple, I'm going to make a covenant with you. And I promise you that I will protect you for seven years. Seven years, I will protect you from all the other nations that's surrounding you and trying to get rid of you. I will protect you in that period of seven years. But he's lying. He's lying. He's a liar. He's a backstabber. He's a deceiver. He's a tempter. And he is using that glamour. He's using that peace thing, but yet still he's got a bow in his hand, and yet still he's got to get some arrows, and the arrows represent war. So he don't come on the scene with war. He comes on the scene with peace. And the world today is in war. It's in war. We ain't hear the word peace in a long time. We ain't hear peace since the beginning of time. And the Bible said, beware, when you will hear peace and safety, suddenly destruction will come. And so now, we ain't hear nothing about peace. We're trying to get a covenant together. We're trying to make, unite the nations together. We're trying to protect other nations from other nations. We're trying to find peace. And man will never find peace, but a false peace hope will come on the scene just before Christ comes, and the world will accept him as being the Messiah because he said peace, and he makes a covenant with the nations. Of Israel and with all other nations That he will protect them From all other nations for seven years is a lie And the devil is a liar And then he said a crown Was given unto him Well see He's not going to get the crown Until he proves That he's Jesus Christ Uh oh Uh oh Listen, how is he going to prove that he's Jesus Christ? Is it because what he said? Well, that's a little bit of it. Because people today believe anything that's a lie. Because they won't receive the love of the truth. The world won't receive that Jesus Christ died and rose again, and he's coming back to get a church. They don't believe that. But they'll believe, say, well, he ain't coming back. He didn't die. They'll believe that. So the world will believe a lie before they believe the truth. So when Satan comes, He's lying, and people will accept it. But remember, seven years of tribulation has got to happen up on the face of the earth. And if you would divide seven and a half, you get three and one-half years. So the first three and one-half years, Satan will deceive the world in believing that he is Jesus Christ, the one that died on the cross, and he won't even mention death. He don't have no evidence that he is Jesus Christ. There's no nail prints in his hand. There's no scarred up on his face. There's no brutal whips on his back. There's no nails prints in his feet. There's no nail prints in his hand. There's no pierce. He ain't got no identification that says he's Jesus Christ, and yet the world believes it, because the Bible says, whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. Whoever believes not, Shall be damned. So those that don't believe that he died and rose again, they are not paying no attention that he did die, and yet still here come the, here come this here false antichrist. They ain't got no evidence that he is the one that died two thousand years ago, and the world accepted it. And guess what? In the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the tribulation period, the seven year tribulation. What's going to happen in the middle of the seven-year tribulation that's going to dazzle the world, that's going to make people say, yes, we know that this 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 is Jesus Christ. We know that he is. This is what Revelation says. I want you to listen closely to this. The 13th chapter of Revelation, in the middle of the tribulation, This is what's going to happen in the middle of the tribulation. It says, 13th chapter, first verse, And I stood up on the sands of the sea and saw a beast come up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. He stood up on the sands of the sea. In other words, the Mediterranean Sea is where The book of Revelation was written. It was written on the Isle of Patmos, 95 A.D. And it says, see, it stands up on the sea. The Mediterranean Sea is surrounded by 21 countries, and the population is great. That's the only sea in the world where there's a great multitude of people. So John uses this word sea to describe the population area. And he he said, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, seven heads. In other words, and the ten horns, it represents seven empires. The seven heads represent seven empires, have greatly persecuted Israel in the past. Every one of these countries, every one of these, these heads have persecuted the Jewish people. Every dispensation, has persecuted the jews egyptians the syrians the babylonians the media persian the greeks and the roman empire have suffered and persecuted the jewish people that have greatly persecuted israel in the past the 10 horns are actually being the 10 horns actually being the seven heads and the 10 horns represent Ten nations, ten nations. Now get this now, ten nations in the future. John wrote this in 95 A.D., but he was talking about ten nations that will rise at the end time, which are the ten horns. Represents ten nations are yet future, and up on his horn ten crowns. The horns now being crowned show that these ten nations have now come to power and will use that power to help the Antichrist, they will be located where? Located where? Middle East. And in the parts of Europe, and possibly North Africa, albeit in the old Roman Empire, and up on his head, the name blasphemy. Satan, listen to me now, Satan controls these empires and will control ten nations therefore the name blaspheming i hope you can understand what i'm trying to tell you i know a lot of preachers don't come from the word of god they they get confused they don't know what what's going on but the ten horns represent the ten nations that exist today and i'm going to give you the name of those ten nations and you can go to your world botanica you can go to your uh, uh, Whitaker Encyclopedia. You can go to some of uh, uh commentaries. But yet still, these nations, these ten nations represent the ten nations that exist now. And the ten horns represent these nations that's going to take over pretty soon and already in position to take over. And we're going to go, and I'm going to let you know, ooh, these ten nations – Give me now, here's here's what I want to get to. I'm going to get to this. The ten crowns represent authority. And up on his head, the name blasphemy. And the beast, which I saw, was like a leopard. In other words, he's going to be swift. The Antichrist is going to be swift. He's going to be quick about it. And his feet were that feet of bear. In other words, he's going to be vicious. And his mouth as the mouth of a lion. He's going to have great authority. And the dragon, and the dragon now gave what? Gave the Antichrist, the man of sin, his power and his seat and great authority. This is in the book of Revelation, thirteen chapter, third, third verse. And I saw one of his heads. One of his heads, as it were wounded to death. And that head is the Antichrist. The Antichrist will be, will be, guaranteed, 110% plus. He will be assassinated. You got that now? And I saw one of his head as it were wounded to death. An assassination. And his deadly wound was healed. Wait a minute. If he was killed by a deadly wound to the head and the deadly wound was here, what happened there? What happened? Well, what happened? There is going to be an invasion. There's going to be an invasion of the devil that's going to invade earth Pretty soon. There's going to be an invasion of demons and devils and cohorts and flying saucers. Oh, yeah, it's coming. It is coming. It is coming. It is coming. They already have verified that these UFOs and these uh, 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 little green men and weird uh, uh, weird, uh, men coming out of flying saucers, they are here. They are coming here. But in the middle of this tribulation that I'm talking about, the Antichrist will be assassinated with a deadly wound to the head. Satan has to perform this miracle in order to deceive the people of the world. And the people of the world, there's non-believers, people who don't believe, who people who uh, discard the word of God, people who discard the resurrection, the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who defy the, the, the suffering that Jesus, who don't want nothing to do with Jesus Christ, will be deceived because this Antichrist will be assassinated, a human being, and he will lay in the morgue exactly three days, He will lay dead, D-E-A-D. And when he lay dead for three days, that three days will try to certify the resurrection of Jesus Christ because on the third day, there's going to be a war in heaven. Ooh, I hope I can get across to you. There's going to be a war in heaven. In fact, there's a war going on now in the heavenly. There's a war going on in the spiritual realm. There's a war going on with good against evil. There's a war going on against believers and unbelievers. There's a war going on, and people are fighting against. The cross, they are fighting against the blood. They are fighting against the resurrection. Then there are some that have accepted the birth, death, and the resurrection. Very few, but let me tell you, they are standing tall. They are looking up to the heavens, realizing that time is short. There's going to be a fake, funny, quack resurrection because Satan has a problem. He has a of problem. His problem is he wants to be like God. He wants to rule like God. He wants to, instead of saving folks, he wants to damn folks. He wants to put people and send them to hell. He wants them to go to hell with him. So in order to get people to see and get them to deny the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the devil is going to perform a miracle like never before in... Human history, you hear what I say? In human history, the people of the earth will never see another fake, phony resurrection on this side of heaven or on the other side of heaven that Satan is planning to do in the time of the three and one half years in the middle of the tribulation. Now listen to this. In the middle of the tribulation, what's going to happen in heaven? Here's what's going to happen in heaven, in the 12th chapter of Genesis. I'm sorry, the 12th chapter of Revelation. You got your Bibles out? If you don't, go home and don't forget what I told you. 12th chapter of Revelation, you will see at the 7th verse, at the 7th verse. At the 7th verse, it says 12 and 7, Revelation. And there was a war in heaven. Now, this don't mean in heaven. It means in the heavenlies. Pertaining to the mystery of God being finished, Michael and his angels fought the dragon, and the dragon fought his angels. This pertains to Satan and all his angels who fought in him being cast out of heaven Way back there in yesteryear. Way back there in the ancient of time. Way back there before uh, 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 time started. He was cast out of heaven. Now he's going to be cast out the heavenlies. And he says, and prevail not. Neither was there a place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the what? Wait a minute. Deceiveth the whole world. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. He deceiveth the whole world, meaning the majority of the world will follow after this miracle. He was cast out into what? The earth and his angels were cast out with him. So his whole Madrid of angels was cast out of second and third heaven. I mean, first and second heaven. Third heaven is God's throne. First and second heaven is the cloud, the cosmos. And that's where Satan lodges now. He rules. He's his he, spirit of the air. He rules in the air. He's got principalities and powers. And he, he's ruling, he's ruling through men. We see what man, how man reacts when Satan gets inside of somebody. They kill, they murder, they rape, they do anything. They, they do things that is godless. And so now Satan being cast out of what? First and second heaven, and guess what he's going to be cast to? Earth. As he comes down here in UFOs and, 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 and these here uh, flying saucers, he's going to invade the earth. Demons will invade the earth. Demons will habitate the earth. They will take control of people's mind. Why? Because the world is saying we don't want Jesus Christ. We don't want Jesus Christ. I'm sick of Jesus Christ. I don't want him down here. I don't want him to come. I want to keep on sinning. I want to keep on lying. I want to keep on. I want to keep on having fun. I want to keep on partying. I want to keep on fornicating. I want to keep on war I want to keep on being a. a, 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 a Again, I want to keep on being a lesbian. I want to keep on being insane. I want to keep on doing all the wicked I can. I ain't thinking about Jesus Christ. Well, the Lord says, if you don't want me, I'm gonna give you what you want. And the world today wants evil. They want it. And God gave man six thousand years to convince. There is a God and he requires right. He'll convince us from Genesis all the way to Revelation that he will not tolerate sin through eternity. He's going to get rid of it. And all those that are in it are going to get rid of that with it. So in the middle of the tribulation, there's going to be a, an invasion of demonic demons. There's already some in the Euphrates River. The Euphrates River is drying up. And underneath the Euphrates River, there are demons, devils, and Nephilim's and wicked spirits and wicked creatures are going to come up out of that. And the bottomless pit is going to be open and smoke is going to come out the pit in the ninth chapter of Revelation. And when they come out the pit, they tell me these demons and these scorpions are going to steam men that they want to die and can't die. And God said, I'm going to let Satan take control. And the only way they can take control is man let him take control. And so when this Antichrist is shot, most likely in Jerusalem, because that's where the Antichrist is going to rule, out of Jerusalem, out of the temple. What's going to happen? He's going to be assassinated. And at that assassination, there's going to be a war in heaven at the same time in the middle of that tribulation. And in that middle of the tribulation, the devil will be cast out and all his angels, and they will come to earth. When they come to earth, Satan will say, now is my day. Now is my day. I'm going to do a fake, phony resurrection of Jesus Christ through this Antichrist, and I'm going to incarnate my power into his body, and I'm going to raise him from the dead within three days, and when I raise him from the dead, I'm going to claim the deity that I am God Almighty. I'm going to desecrate the temple of the Jews. I'm going to call it abomination desolation. I'm going to remove the ark of the covenant. I'm going to sit in the temple, and I'm going to set up the image of the beast. Well, what is the image of the beast? The image of the beast is AI, artificial intelligence. And they're going to set up this image in Jerusalem. And the false prophet is going to prophesy and speak to the image of the beast and call the image of the beast to speak in the middle of the tribulation period. And when that... Antichrist is resurrected from the dead. The world is going to be deceived so bad that majority of the people on the planet will follow after the Antichrist, and he will set up an AI, an image of the beast, artificial intelligence, and the beast will be speaking according to the false prophet, and when the false prophet is speaking, that will be the pope. The Pope will speak to the image of the beast, and the image of the beast will speak and say, All those that will worship me and receive the mark of the beast will be able to buy and sell. If you refuse to receive the mark of the beast, you will be killed by beheading Make sure you receive the mark of the beast or you won't be able to buy and sell. It will be broadcasted worldwide. Why? Because Lucifer, the devil, and all his angels will have control of the religious system They will have control of the political system. They will have control of the economical system. And if you don't want to receive the mark of the beast, you will be in prison. You will be beheaded. And the beast will say, receive the mark by using the computer chip. And the computer chip will go in to power because they already got it. They are making them every day. They are doing it behind the curtain. So when the time comes, all those that receive the mark of the beast will be damned. And majority of the world will follow after the beast. Why? Because the Bible says so. We're at. Here's where it's at. It's in the 13th chapter of Revelation. Listen to what it says, 13 and 3. And when his deadly wound was healed, that's when he was resurrected. Satan energized and incarnated himself in the Antichrist. And then when the Antichrist got up out of the grave, it says, it, and all the world wondered after the beast, and they worshipped the dragon. They will be worshipping the devil through the Antichrist which gave power to the beast. You hear that? The beast is the Antichrist. He gives power to the beast, and they worship the beast, the world, majority of the world, and they will say, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. The forty-two months is the last three and one-half years of the seven-year tribulation. The forty-two months will be the most horrific time ever known to history. It will be so much blood that it will be unbelievable how people are going to be murdered and stampled, and the saints of God will be will be persecuted, and that is the tribulation saints, not the church. The church is gone. The saints that's going to be on the earth after the tribulation, they will be those that accepted Jesus Christ after the rapture of the church, because after the rapture of the church, God is going to make sure that the Jews preached the gospel for the last seven years, and that gospel will be started off with the seventh chapter of Revelation. At 144,000 Jews will be preaching worldwide, 24 hours a day. Every day, every hour, for three and one half years, they will be preaching that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, that he died and rose again, and that he's coming back to set up the millennial kingdom. That would be the message, the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of grace will be done after the rapture of the church. No more grace as far as through the church. It would be through Israel because God's going to send 144,000 that it would be so dynamic that after they get through preaching for three and one and a half years, John the Revelator saw a number that no man can number, and he asked the elders a question, where did these come from and who are they? And they said, don't you know? He said, no. He said, these are they that came out of great trials and tribulation." In other words, these are the saints of God that accepted Jesus Christ by faith During the time of the tribulation period and the preaching of 144,000 evangelists that were preached for three and one half years around the clock,
1: January,
0: February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, for three and one half years, which means Three years and six months, they will preach until they get through with their preaching that God is going to redeem them from the earth, and that will be in the middle of the tribulation. And being in the middle of tribulation, that's where Satan will stand in the temple and say, I am God, and the world will say, yes, you are God, all right. You got up from the grave. You got up from the grave. You resurrect yourself, but no, he didn't. Lucifer, Lucifer, that wicked fallen cherubim, incarnated himself and went inside of his soul body. And he stood up on his feet and said, I am God Almighty. And I'm going to rule the last three and one half years. And my rule will be a dictatorship type government you will be demanded to fall down and worship me by receiving the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is the number 666. means that when you receive that mark, you are incomplete. You are incomplete. You are damned for hell. And when you receive that mark, you cannot take it out of your body once it's received. And inside of that chip, that computer chip, there is a virus. There is a virus. And if you act up and try to rebel against that, they can open that computer chip, open it up, and that virus will go into your bloodstream, and it will wipe your God conscious completely out. Once you receive it, it will wipe your God conscious out. You will be damned forever in a lake of fire, forever, because you have rejected the true Christ, which is Jesus Christ, the one that died and got the nail prints in his hand and came back from again. You rejected that Christ, but you accepted the false Christ. And so since you accepted the false Christ and his plan. To say that he's going to redeem you, he's going to redeem you to hell. But Jesus Christ has warned us in the Bible and in the book of Revelation that there will be a man coming in the last days. And that man is the Antichrist. And he will invade the earth with every foul demon that he can muster up. And there's a lot of them. And in that time, of the Antichrist setting up, setting up the persecution of every continent on the planet. Every continent on the planet, including America. America is going to fall under the power of the Antichrist. And the Antichrist will tell the world that he is God Almighty and he had done a fake proof to try to make the world believe that he is God and the world will. The Bible said, and all the world will wonder after the beast and ask the question, who is like the beast and who is able to fight against him? There won't be no human being or no angel will be able to fight against this beast, against this antichrist, but one, Jesus Christ the Son of the Living God, will prevail to eliminate the Antichrist at the second coming and at the end of the tribulation period, which will happen three and one half years later when Christ comes from heaven. Woo! You hear what I say? Christ will come from heaven. He will come from heaven. With all power in his hand. And he will meet the nations of the world. He will meet the Antichrist. He will meet the false prophet. He will meet them at the battle of all battles at the end of the tribulation period. And that battle is called the Battle of Armageddon, Armageddon, which already is in the making. There will be wars and wars and rumors of wars, but the end is not yet. The end will come when the final war will be mustered up, up at the Battle of Armageddon, which is called Begidio. And Jesus Christ, listen to what I'm saying. Jesus Christ, after the seven-year tribulation is over, this is what's going to happen after the seven-year tribulation is over. Here's what's going to happen. Listen very carefully. In the 19th chapter of Revelation, the 11th verse, 19th chapter, the 11th verse of Revelation, John said, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. Now, here's another white horse. You remember the first white horse? had a bow in his hand and no arrows. He's riding a white horse, looking good, looking immaculate. But he's deceiving the world. But in the middle of the tribulation, he turns into a beast, an animal. He will be swift. He will be vicious. He will be with great authority like a lion. He will roar, and he will tear down anybody that refused to accept him as being God Almighty. And what he will do? He will prevent you from either buying or selling or doing any kind of business. So you can imagine how the world is going to react out there. They say, well, whether he God or whether he devil, I'm going to get my mark. I got to have my social security check. I got to have this. I got to have that. I got to have my note. I got to have my bank account. Why? Because if you don't receive the mark of the B, you will not be able to buy nor sell or do any kind of business in the society that we're living in because of the newfangled jangled, Hey, computer system and state-of-the-art system, and AI will be able to map you out and tell you where you sleep, when you get up, where everything. He will be in control of your mind, soul, body, and spirit if you receive the mark. And for those that reject will be put in prison, and will be beheaded, and will be killed. And don't you know they already have started on? Listen to what I got to tell you. Barack Obama was, I think, was our forty-third president. And all oh, the whole world was, oh, whoa, oh, we got a black president. Oh, we're going to get better. We're going to get better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't know the backside of Barack Obama. You don't know the backside. He was a Muslim, And when he became president, he legalized homosexuality. He legalized lesbianism. He legalized incest. He legalized cross dressing dressing he legalized everything that america and the and, and and the true christian was fighting against and yet people say hey barack obama's cool he's jazzy he's he's, he's the ladies man he's mac daddy oh yeah but don't you know that barack obama made an executive order don't you know what the executive order was no you don't know but i know his executive order was that while he was president, he executive order was that he will bring, listen, that he will bring 60,000 guillotines to the United States of America and put them in every army basis and hide them and bring coffins, plastic coffins for the bodies that they're gonna be slain in America. Oh y'all know oh, you're blind, you're blind. You're blind. You don't see what's going on. Because every one of those presidents that we're gonna add, majority of them belong to secret societies and the world 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 one world government. They belong to the Illuminati. They belong to about twenty-five secret orders to take the world and put it under their influence. And Barack Obama said, "Bring over sixty thousand guillotines." Well, there's a time coming when America and those as non-believers will fight against the Christian people in the United States of America, and they will be able to use those guillotines to what cut people's head off. You talk about bloody! It's gonna be a bloody mess all over the world because the devil is going to stamp the residue of the earth with his feet. According to the book of Daniel, he's going to be eating raw flesh. What I mean raw flesh, flesh is going to be slain everywhere for those that reject, those that reject this false resurrection of the Antichrist and the Jews are going to come to themselves and their eyes are going to open and find out that this year false Christ is not the true Christ and there's going to be a great turning in the Jews for their salvation through Jesus Christ and so what I'm saying tonight my brothers it ain't going to get no better in the next seven years it's not going to get no better it's going to get worse it's going to get worse in 2024 it's going to get so bad, there's going to be a civil war in the United States of America. There's going to be a revolt of the government. And the president election this year is going to be hell on top of hell. America wants things to get better, but America don't want to repent. And it's not going to get better until America repent, until the churches stand up, until the preachers preach the gospel, until the people tell them, "No, what's getting ready to happen? The Antichrist is here. He's here, and he's waiting for one specific event, and that event is the glorious rapture of the church, period. No delay. You can fuss, you can fight. You can say, I don't believe it. I don't care nothing for it. I don't think it's going to happen. You can believe whatever you want to believe. But let me tell you, you can't change the Bible. You ain't going to change the word of God. You ain't going to change Jesus Christ. You ain't going to change hell. You ain't going to change heaven. You ain't going to change yourself unless you come to Christ and believe on his name. Because families are being divided. Families are being broken up. Folks are getting divorces like Carter got little liver pills. Men are having babies out of wedlock like it's out of style. Ain't nobody have an idea of what a Christian home should be like. People just get married just to have sex and just to have somebody to be with them. But marriage is more than that. Marriage is for God to what? Repopulate the earth and to have babies and to raise them children in in, in the admonition of the Lord to get them to acknowledge Jesus Christ because he said, I'm going to build me a kingdom. And he said, my kingdom is not of this world. All this you world kingdom that you see is devil built. And every kingdom that the devil built is going to fall. And the last kingdom that's going to be built is called One World New Order, where the whole world will come under the influence of satanic activity that's working every day, every hour, every minute. This white horse, let's see and identify this white horse in the 19th chapter of Revelation. In the 19th chapter of Revelation, it says, Behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. Faithful and True. Faithful and True is my type of reading, my type of man. Faithful and True, and in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. Christ coming, he's going to make war. War against the rebellion, against the... Antichrist. War against the non-believers. War against the armies of the world. War he's going to fight against the unjust and the wicked and make war. His eyes were as flame of fire represent judgment and on his head was many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed, yeah, with a vest of dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the army, uh-oh, what army? What army are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about the church, the armies of the Lord, the armies that he said, I'm going to build a church, the armies that's dressed in white, the armies which were in heaven followed him, so the church is going to come back with Jesus Christ prior to the seven year tribulation because at the beginning of the tribulation he raptured the church as the church go into heaven we're going to be at the lamb supper we're going to get our rewards we're going to meet each other we're going to have supper we're going to eat and then after the seven years on earth is through he's going to mount up with white horses and we're going to come back to the earth Woo-wee. look at right here we're coming back to the earth with who jesus christ the son of god the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the, 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 the Mighty One. And he was clothed with a vest of gifted blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him, clothed, look over here, look over here, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. With it he shall smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, the rule with a rod of iron is the millennium reign. After Satan will be bound in the bottomless pit at the end of the tribulation period, at the end of the tribulation period, he will be bound for a thousand years All his demons and devils and cohorts and Nephilim and and wicked spirits will be put in the bottomless pit and sealed with a seal of seclusion for a thousand years, and Christ will rule the world. He will rule in Jerusalem. He will rule, he will rule with what? A utopia government of what? a, a theocracy government. God will rule with a rod of iron. There won't be no injustice. There won't be taken care of during the millennium reign. And the saints shall what? Judge the world. Lord, have mercy. Judge the world. And righteous with Jesus Christ. We will see him. We will walk with him. We will talk with him. We will see his glory. We will dress in fine linen, riding white horses back to earth. We're coming back to earth. And God go to set up his millennium kingdom through Jesus Christ. The temple that the Jews are going to build are going to be torn down and Christ is going to build his temple according to Ezekiel, the 40th chapter to the 48th chapter. The temple called the Millennium Temple which Christ will sit in. And the nations of the world will come from all parts of the countries and all parts of the continents to come to worship the Lord in Jerusalem. And those that will not come, it won't rain where they're at. Ooh. So people will still have their choices to choose Christ or reject Christ. The only thing it is, is Satan will have no part of it. This will be man's sin. And that sin would be unbelief. That's man's sin. Satan ain't got nothing to do with that. That's man's choice. Because the devil believes. The devil believes more than a sinner. He believes. He knows. He knows who God is. He knows what he can do. He's afraid of him. He, bow, he will bow down to him. And the world today thinks, whoo, everything is blamed on the devil. But there's one thing you can't blame on the devil, and that's unbelief because he believed in the death, he believed in the resurrection, he believed he went to hell, he believed he got up out of hell, he believed he ascended on high, he knows all that, and so he don't want you to know it. Don't be don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Jesus Christ is coming back. And in the book of Revelation, we see the condition of the world will be when he comes back. So Barack Obama says, that we need 60,000 guillotines, we need train cars, we need fetters, we need locks and keys, and we need chains because we're going to arrest a lot of people. And we're going to take them down to the guillotine. We're going to put them in a prison. We're going to take Kmart, Walmart. We're going to take every empty store and make prison houses of them. And we are going to use what? We are going to use coffins, plastic coffins, and bury beheaded people it's going to be hell because the devil said, I'm going to slaughter anybody that rejects Christ. I'm going to slaughter all those that reject Christ. So if you reject Jesus Christ, you're headed for the guilty. And Barack Obama believes in beheading. He's a Muslim. He, de- he denies Christianity. He denies the burial, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He denies a changed life. He denies a repenting. He denies every biblical principle in the Bible and uses it as an escape goat to do what he wants to do. But every non-believer will face the Antichrist. Don't be a fool. You will not get this at a lot of churches today. You will not get revelation in the church today. It's there, but nobody don't want to read it. Nobody don't want to bow down on their knees and ask the Lord, give me a, give me an insight on what's going on. But revelation is a book written to the seven churches of Asia Minor. Seven churches of Asia Minor was in condition of seven churches in bad condition, and only two was accepted. And the Lord said right to the seven churches, age of Asia minor, age Asia of minor was supposed to give it to the world, and the world supposed to what? Repent. And the world said the heck with it. Or you want to get you want to get vulgar? They said to the hell with it. In fact, the whole Bible, get rid of it. Don't want it. Don't need it. But there's a day coming. There's an hour coming. There's a minute coming. There's a second coming. Where many will say, Lord, 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 Lord. Have not we prophesied in our name? Have not we cast out devils in your name? Have not we done wonderful miracle miracle workers? Have we not did what you told us? And the Lord will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. It means you never was saved. You never accepted Jesus Christ. And to the sheep, he would say, Lord, when did we do this? He said, you gave me a drink of water, you fed me? He said, come on in to my father's house and sup with me because you accepted my son, Jesus Christ. Don't be the one standing on the outside looking on the inside. Be the one on the inside looking on the outside. And he's going to say, depart from me, you workers of the and be cast into the lake of fire. That would happen at the judgment of the nations between the time of the end of the tribulation period to the beginning of the millennium reign. It's going to be a judgment of all the nations, and hell will be opened up. And all those that the Lord said, I don't know you, will be cast into the lake of fire. This is Elder Chief Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. I hope you understand what I'm trying to tell you tonight. Next week I'll come back and let you know exactly, 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 exactly who is Antichrist, where is he coming from, and how close is he to come on the scene. I'll show you through the word of God and nothing but the word of God. Nothing else that I have that can read out, reveal to you that this Antichrist is alive today and he's waiting for the rapture. But the world has to be in a oblivion condition. And it is right now. The political world don't know what to do. The political world is confused. The economical world is confused. The political world is in shammel. The religious world is out of sight. The religious world is trying to find all other the gods and all other deities and all these fake, phony demons that's trying to establish their own religion. Guess what? You're going to burn in hell. But don't you do it. Come to Jesus Christ. Come to him now. Man is getting ready for nuclear war. Man is getting ready to drop bombs. They're getting ready to use arsenals and kill people. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I regret that Israel has to go through this fiery furnace and be in The nations of the world is trying to annihilate the Jews, but they're not going to do it. God is going to step in. He's going to stomp his feet. I'm here to tell you there's going to be a World War III, and it's in the making right now. Every nation is arming themselves for nuclear exchange. During the tribulation period, like I said, it's going to be hell on top of hell. The devil is going to be mad in the middle of the tribulation period when he would be cast out of heaven for Alpha, never to return. God don't want him. The, the, the righteous angels don't want him. Nobody don't want him. But the only one that want him is the sinners that, that do his work and do his bidding and walk this face of this earth without accepting Jesus Christ. One thing you don't want to do is go to hell. You don't want to go to hell. You don't want to go, and you don't have to go because Jesus paid it all. Jesus died. Jesus was nailed to the cross. Jesus bled. Jesus was whipped. Jesus was denied and ostracized, and he was embarrassed. He did it all, and since he did it all, you got to have them all to escape the wrath of the Almighty God. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. I want to let you know I love you out there. I love every one of you that's listening. And I'm concerned about your soul. That's all I'm concerned about. And if you're going through things now and you know you need to be saved, you can come to him right now. Make no difference where you are, who, who, who you don't talk to, or what you don't hear on TV or radio. Of which somebody else is told, don't, 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 don't accept that stuff if it don't come from the Word of God. Don't accept me and what I say if it don't come from the Word of God. No, turn me off. But I'm telling you right now, Jesus Christ is my only hope. My, that's my only hope. I ain't got no other hope. And you don't have no other hope but Jesus Christ. I don't care what you done, done. What you done said. I don't care how long you've been going to church. I don't care how long you shook preacher's hand. I don't care how much you get your tithe and all. Have you ever been changed? Can you sing a song? I know I've been changed. The angels in the heaven done signed my name. Have you known? Or have you felt the power of God to change your life? The Bible says in Romans ten and nine, if you confess, if you confess, if you make your confession with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Bible said, the Bible said, the Bible said, thou shalt be saved. It's a D E D period. You don't have to go through a whole lot of changes. Just let Him change it and let you let Him know that you love Him and He loves you. Because He really actually Definitely shed his blood, and he can't shed it no more. If you miss anything, don't miss heaven. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Miss the jam session. Miss the football game. Miss it. Miss. You can miss all of them, but let me, don't miss heaven. And if you don't want to miss it, stop by Calvary. Yeah! Look at Jesus. What he done for you? What he done for you. He took your place personally. He hung for you. He took the nails for you. He took the weapon for you. All that he went through, he took it for you. That your soul can be saved from sin, death, hell, and the grave. May God bless you tonight. This is Elder Bazaar. Come back next week. We're going to get on this Antichrist. I'm going to pinpoint him for you. and Show you how close he is. He's in Western Europe right now. He's in Western Europe. That's where he's at. And he's waiting. The Jews are on time. They're getting ready to build a temple. They're getting ready to accept him. And he will make it fit that when he comes, they would accept him by him giving them permission to build that third temple because they got to have the third temple. And the Antichrist You're going to sign a treaty. Come on. Give your heart to Jesus. All the partying, all the drinking, all all that you can do. You can't do nothing to achieve salvation. But through Jesus Christ. He's the only one. I I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. He's the only one. I'm almost 80 years old. And God has brought me across the rivers of death, across the river of adversity, across the river, every river he helped me to cross. He brought me on over that I can preach this gospel until I can't say it no more. And I'm telling you right now, please, you can accept the Lord now. You can hold up your hands right there where you're at. I don't care if your your friends around. Don't be embarrassed. You can say, Lord, I am a sinner. And I need you right now Lord I repent of my sins Lord I believe with my heart and I, I'm going to confess with my mouth that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead for my salvation Lord I want you to come into my life right now change me let your love of God flow in my heart that I know that I know I've been born again Lord Thank God for Brother Bazaar. I, I I can't get to people like I want to, but this is the only way I can get to God. I can't preach this in, in, in churches no more. I had an opportunity to, to preach a little bit, but it ain't, it, ain't, it ain't satisfied to me. It ain't satisfied to the Lord to preach that we are getting ready for those that know Christ, getting ready to lead this order. And I plead with you and I beg you, come back next week, bring a friend, turn your radio on, Just tell them, watch me on the wall, is on. And, man, this guy is telling me something I never knew was in the Bible. But let me tell you, it's in there. Because I don't come from nowhere but the Word of God. Lord, we ask you right now in Jesus' name, those that are listening to me right now, we ask you, Lord, to give them the spirit of concern, the spirit of repentance, the spirit of being changed, the spirit of love, a spirit of being like Christ that he may come into their lives and change their lives in every aspect. Lord, as I leave this station right now, that you will work with them and let them read the word of God. Let them read the scriptures I gave them in Revelation, the 12th chapter, the 13th chapter. Read that. It's talking about the Antichrist, and they give symbolics and symbols and types and shadows to represent a person, place, or thing. We ask you right now that they'll get an understanding through your son, Jesus Christ. And we pray and we ask you right now, as I meet again, as I leave this place, that I come back again and break the word of life. We thank this for Jesus' sake. And let the church say, amen. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. I know it was the blood for me. He's coming back again. He's coming back again. He's coming back again for me. One day when I was lost, He died upon the cross. I know it was the blood for me. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio, because. Bless you. May he smile upon you. And I love you. I love you all out there. Amen. I love everyone and those that are listening, those that have made their choice right now. Hope to see you again. Hope to see you again in word, D. And I hope to see that this word have convicted you and makes you wonder about your soul condition that your soul is in. And i close with these. Jesus saved forever. Number two, don't miss heaven. Number three, don't go to hell by rejecting the salvation that was once delivered unto the saints. May God bless you. See you next week. May he smile upon you forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen.